edition of this thing called life while dealing with anxiety and depression. So from dealing with the holidays to dating, forgiveness, and everything else in between, I share my life journey with you to help make your life just a little bit better. So uh, this episode is actually going to be a compilation of when I have my homegirl Melanie Marie, who is a spiritual coach, um, and also comedian Jason Nelson, um, who I did two separate podcast interviews with them and just kind of blended them together. So we talked about relationships. been noticing that a lot of people around me, like friends, family, um, even like co-workers, all deal with depression and anxiety in some form, and they struggle with it. And so, I just got to thinking, like, alright, we are all in the same boat in some form of fashion. Some people are more open with it, while others are a little bit, you know, on the down low with it. And so, I figured... Twitter, trying to get into that, um, um, on what's to come in January, so I'll have more information posted on there, and for the time being, I will be posting things on my Adult and Sucks podcast YouTube channel, so you will be seeing more of me, um, on that, but Y'all, 
you can get through it. And uh, yeah, so just check out this episode again. It's a completion. Um, y'all gonna laugh, y'all gonna cry, y'all gonna learn something. And uh, I'll see y'all next year. Peace. Because it's number nine. I had a kid when I was little. You keep stealing popcorn, nigga. God damn, you a sloppy ass eater. And you keep stealing tea. Shit. You keep stealing tea. You keep spilling the tea. You want to stop spilling popcorn? But I had one around time I lost my virginity. And I've been married to him. I'm really not. Niggas in a popcorn seat in my house, nigga. God damn. Because later on, my dumb ass going to be walking around barefoot. Then I'm going to hear a crunch. And then I now I got to do all of this. Right. Trying know. to get popcorn kernels off my foot. My bad, man. But go ahead. Do your show. And then I'm going to text your ass and be like, nigga. With a popcorn emoji. And I come and clean it up. You <laughs> start this soft porn voice he has. Right. <laughs> trying to show, trying to show that Korean dick. No, <laughs> it looks pixelated. Like nobody types in little dick. It looks like porn, porn hub. No, nobody. Unless I'm just curious. Small dicks. No, so I know size matter because even when I'm jerking off to porn, I'm like that nigga dick little. I can't do this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, god. oh god, I can't even do this. I'm really? like, really? Okay. sorry. This is how you check off. I'm doing more. It's cold. He's acting like he's playing with a clip. Yeah, like a turntable. I go spinning records. I tell people don't help. I got weak bladder, so when I pull out, I pee. They think I'm a squirter. Oh God, they think you're a. The first time one of my exes and I had sex, she thought we was like having a lesbian experience. We doing a little silly thing. She was squirting my mouth. I'm like, bitch, I'm a man. But I still went like this. Uh, <laughs> peed all up on that bitch. Yeah, that bitch got peed on. And you were like, which bitch is this? Whatever one you want to switch me with. Just know that, bitch, that bitch got peed on. Oh, Fucking with Jason. But the bitch was an adult. Let's get that clarified. I was about to say, who are <laughs> Kelly? Yeah, that make it oh, clear. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bitches get older. They start just having less just standards or something. I don't know what the fuck. They're like, you can pee on me with your Oh, hold up. Ooh, wait. Well, wait. Don't. First of all, don't put us all in that category. You ain't <laughs> going to be peeing. Much? Right. You ain't going to be peeing on me. And don't spit in my mouth. Now it's a challenge. <laughs> now it's a challenge. She's like, you can't tell. Like, don't you want, don't you hate when people tell you what you can't do? And you got to prove them wrong? No. No, I don't. No. I'm going to prove I can pee on you. I don't even like nothing on me. Uh, all right, y'all. That's the end of my portion of the show. I'm about to go. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the smell. Like if you, especially Ooh, if you got a bad. Is wrong. No, if, if you have a, if you have a bad diet, I don't like it because it's well, you, the smell. Fuck you then. Yeah, so like it's the, it's the, the smell, smell and the because texture. Like this, the smell. I'm, I'm real big on smells. I mean, my nose is quite large. You know what I'm saying? Well, like I can't too. be out here like smelling bad stuff. So if the intimacy just probably won't happen if you're hygiene. The you irony of this topic y'all saying is adulting sucks. Well, adulting does suck when you think about it. Adulting sucks, especially yeah, like yo, your body chemistry gotta be right because if it's not, like it's not gonna work. It's not. It's not. And your pussy will reject that dick. It will. 
And men tell you it doesn't like yep. it. Yeah. No, women women pussy be smelling a little bit too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, because of y'all dick. No, some of you some bitches be trying to get off work. Too, no, no. You know some, what? That, that just means you should not judging. I don't know why you. Yeah. I'm not. Okay. What? Well, okay. If you smell it, I can't. No. Yeah. No, I'm saying is, I'm not judging, but some women get off work, try to come to a nigga house, thinking they cute and sexy, and want to get straight to it. I'm like. Well, bitch, I, I personally prefer to have I got you know, clean, my showered sex. Exactly. Like, that's the best, obviously. Clean, showered, and shaven. But if you are just going to work an eight-hour shift and you you're not like for, a mail carrier or doing something stimulus, then why you Man shaving? and woman. I don't like a guy who's hairy. Because then you want me to go down there and now I got to... See, I don't mind if you he has a little hair, but I don't want you to... I, but then again, at the same time, like sometimes no hair at all is kind of weird, too. So it's like that's with my dick size. Oh uh, yeah, Man, that would be weird. Yeah, he has a shadow and no nothing. Yeah, like, that'd be horrible. Like, like damn, I can see that. I don't like a lot of hair because then you want me to deep throat it, but then I don't want no hairs caught in my throat. And I'm like, you, how you, how you are with this popcorn kernel? That's how it feels. <laughs> that and then you gotta do that one thing. <laughs> right now you making weird noises. You still trying to be sexy? <laughs> you using the dick to plunge out the damn hair. Man, now the reason I say my balls. And beneath my balls, because I like when y'all lick on that. So I like put my balls in your mouth. Shout out to Patricia. Yeah, I don't like hairy balls in my mouth. So That's what I'm saying. I like it's my balls. much lick. appreciated when it's And beneath the ball hair. It's better when it's not here. Like when I get my wax, I think sex is better. Now, me as a. It is. It's like slippier. You can slippier. And like the sensation. I mean, yeah, is you better. like to feel the skin. But the thing about it is, like with a woman, I don't mind some hair on their pussy because now when I was younger, I probably like yeah shaving pussy. But as I got mature, I'm like, well, it's evidence that you're legal. <laughs> like show me that hairy pussy, bitch. But but no, but outside of that though, it's like it don't bother me to like you know spread the hair apart. Now I'm not into hair. It just as, as I got older, because you're gonna like, catch a little bit of hair at the end of that four or the five week cycle of me going to get a wax. Yeah, like a bit. yeah. And yeah. it's not gonna be like a little pussy. Or no, and it, I mean you <clears> have like. You know, a little shadow going on. But I'm saying do what makes you feel comfortable. I'm just saying for me individually, it don't bother me to see and feel some hair sometimes. Now, also, pussies look different. Like some pussies uh, are shaped, you know, like dicks can look different. But some people think they all look the same except for size. But for pussies, some pussies, like my favorite looking pussies, are always the one that look like a peach. My favorite fruit to eat is peaches and plums. And there's some pussies out there that look like that. And I like that shit. It's like a little fatness to it. What do you think about uncircumcised penises? I've never had sex with an uncircumcised penis. Never. I think they look I think weird. they look weird. And I think yeah. that there's bacteria in there. Yeah. And I, it scares me. So I, it's I've never had it. It's, it's actual. It's a term for it. Whenever they turn on that. Because that's what no, my... No, no, no. Like, it's, it's called... It's something... I forgot the word. Damn, I just heard it the other day. But it's like when like you pull it term, back. Like a real term, a medical term? Yeah, it's like when you pull it back, schmegma? No, I, I don't know. know. But it's like wherever you pull it back and it be like, they got to clean all of that. Now, yeah. I'll say, I'll say you got to clean bacteria. Yeah. I'll say for me, uh, like I was, I was blessed with like I was blessed with an infection. I was blessed with any belly button. And some people have Audis. And now, it can stink in our No, no, but it no, can. no, I'm, you, point. you gotta clean no, your getting, inner I'm, belly button. I'm getting a point to that is so where they was lucky to have Audis when it came to my dick, when it's limp, it looks like an any. And what I mean by it is, my mother told me How small is your dick? When it's limp, it's just you know, you got grows and shorts, but even when I show it's not much, but it's decent to feel from what I've heard. Unless people have been lying to me all my life, 
And I ain't everybody cup of tea. And it's good. The thing about it is, is to say, is that when, yeah, he, he does. God is good. Bless me. I don't know why or how, but he does. But with that being said, is that when my dick is on limp, it can look uncircumcised. Now, my mother has told me I was circumcised. This is what my mother told me. Now, when I'm erected, no, it's not. I don't know because it's stretched out. Or, well, I don't want to use the word stretched because that makes it sound like it's a lot more. But because it's extended, well, that sounds too long, too. Like, is it longer than his phone? I'm just curious. On limp? No, like when it grows. It's probably about the about the phone, depending on how erect I am. Like length? Wise? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about if it's erect, yeah. For me. They say the average woman need what? At the minimum is four inches. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about the minimum. So since I surpassed that, I'm pretty okay. For me and my encounters. Now, I'm not everybody cup of tea, so sometimes I, I've... I hit an L or I just wasn't a thing. But then I was challenged to learn more within myself. How to utilize my body, my, my angles and flexibility and different things of that nature. Without I learning to be like more essential. And... Well, not just that, but even the way I utilize my body. The direction. Learning where the woman's body parts are on the inside. Like, well, I don't want to say it on camera. But the little things I learned, but I do not want to seem like I'm speaking on behalf of women. I'm just saying the things I learned and watch what they respond to. Mm-hmm. And if I, if it was only with one particular woman, then I'd be like, I don't know if this is a factual thing. But because I've seen it happen with numerous women who felt like I suddenly discovered their spot. Um, or they had some of their best sexual experiences with me. Um, then I, I can't say that what I'm saying is just a facade. But the reason why I don't exalt myself because some people are... Or accustomed to fucking a certain way. So you used to fucking like some real just. That's what you used to. So if I come with something different. That may not be what you identify as being good sex. If you used to somebody just taking their time. Being passive with you. Then me I may come off too aggressive. So I understand those things. I'm just saying that within myself. And those you typically find me attractive. That's what I learned to do. But you know. I should. I'll just advocate on behalf of people who dicks look like it's not circumcised before you get erected. It's got to be somebody else out there besides me. I'm pretty sure it is. I didn't know that's y'all how y'all feel about y'all pussies either. Till y'all start. I just like that my pussy stay closed on my legs all the time. I think that's something different. That sounds witty like you're trying to say that your pussy's tight. I don't know if it's tight or not. I just know that my lips stay closed on my legs all the time. Yeah, it like hides. I... I don't want y'all to model it, <laughs> but I was like, I'm trying to imagine. What do you mean? Like when your legs close, it stay. Wait, when your legs open, it doesn't pop out. The lips don't open. What? You have to open them. It's like a flower and it's budding. What? I've never heard of anything like that before in my life. They come in. Uh, Shades Wait, usually you when you open legs, pussy's open. <clears throat> Some of them stay closed. Or they peek out halfway. Oh, that's amazing. I had no idea. I had no idea. I I had Yep. Does that <laughs> Does that affect like like now I don't know if I'm going too far, but you guys are women. I know you use Yoni Steam Stones or some shit or Yanni, what is it? Yanni eggs. So I know you got Yanni eggs, 
and then you got um Yanni's saying. Oh, I'm saying, but you got okay, Yanni tampons pads. and maxi pads, right? I don't use tampons or pads. No, no, I'm pads. saying, but but I the, use pads. But I'm saying, but those things going to like a similar category, like for like for a woman needs during that particular. But the Yanni steam pad, that's for just cleansing. Internal cleansing of your womb space. Yeah. Oh, so that has nothing to do with the menstrual. Um, it can affect your menstrual, like depending on the herbs that they use for the statement. Like it can, it can have a lighter cycle. You can have a um, cycle with less cramps because you know herbs is medicine. So depending on the steam, it can affect your cycle depending on the woman. But it's not designed for that. It's more designed for a cleansing mm. of your womb space. So the reason I was initially asking that, be like, why the fuck would you ask that? What nigga give a fuck? It's just that when you tell that your pussy stay closed even with your legs open, so does that affect the tightness? In the sense of even when you have to use those, not just for sexual purposes, but for your self-cleansing needs. And yeah. I mean, I believe that it does say something about the tightness of it. So I'm saying, like, like I'm saying, because certain products feel I just more. Know that it's, okay, now I, I know, know what it's I'm different. Like even what you just said, like oh, most of them when they open, they your, your lips open. But I always know, I recognize that there's something that's different about. Now, me. now I realize what I'm trying to say uh, is the the comfort of the products that you use, besides for sex. Your vagina goes through things, right? And so, with that being asked, um, it's getting real personal. But I'm just saying, like I'm saying, but like I never knew you. Like you made me think. Like I'm like, I'm saying, like so because your your vagina stays closed even with your legs open. Does that affect in your experience as a woman the type of products you utilize to put in there just to during your menstrual cycle? Because it I'm not sure because I never use tampons. I don't like to. I don't like inserting other stuff. So okay. it's always it's just that's just always been my thing with it. Because so I, I use pads. I don't use tampons. Because my thing is, it's saying that because y'all here, y'all here to educate me, right? I'm realizing as a man, there's so many things I do not know about y'all, and so therefore, when I do speak out of terms, it's not from a malicious place. I'm just speaking from externally, but I didn't realize y'all go through all these different types of thoughts and feelings. Yeah, I mean, you have some women that <clears throat> either use tampons or use pads or have to use both. Just depends. On what you're comfortable with. And there's a cup, too. Have you ever heard of the cup? Oh, yeah, like the there's diva a cup. cup. You put you can put down there, and then it catches all the blood in this cup, and you have to pour the blood out. And then wash it, and then you can wear it again. No judgment, but could you bleed too much for the cup? I've heard women say that they uh, spilled the cup before. Why would somebody use the cup? Because they have a heavy, heavy cycle. Because, I mean, each woman is different. And depending on, like, if you're having some type of issues like fibroids or cysts, they can make you bleed heavier. Then if you use the Diva Cup and you fill it up, then it can overflow. So, adulting does suck for y'all, huh? Every fucking month. I'm sorry, guys. I've been judging y'all wrong for years. Anyone who known me before today, I'm sorry. Yeah, having a cycle. Yeah. So, uh, welcome back to another episode of Adulting Sucks. Right? Um, I am your host Liz, and while adulting may suck, I try to help you navigate through the trials and tribulations of this thing called life. While dealing with anxiety and depression. So from forgiveness, from sex to everything in between, I share my life's journey with you to make your lives just a little bit better. So um, this week, I have the pleasure of having two 
uh, guest host with me. I have Jason Nelson and I also have Melanie Marie. And so um, since it's at my house, fern, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have them introduce themselves. So let's start out with Melanie Marie. Okay, I am Melanie Marie. I am a spiritual empowerment coach. I'm also a Funny as hell sometimes. I love music and long walks on the beach and shit. So. Are you trying to promote your business or get a nigga? Yeah, no, I mean, she could have a hard time with either one of them. I'm saying, you know I'm saying? I thought you were like, oh, yeah. Honest. I got serious. Um, but you know, I'm just saying. I'm just here to be me. That's it. You was a hater. He is a hater. <laughs> um, so before we move on to this fool over here, I last week when we met up, she did like I did purchase some stuff from her. So I got this lovely sage because I needed to sage my house. And um, you know, I know that white sage can smell musty as hell. I learned that lesson on the at the wrong point of time when I had company. And my house was smelling musty. And everybody was trying to pretend like your house ain't smelling musty. And, and you looking like you got and the musty exactly smelling house. Yeah. So um she added rose and um some lavender, which is my favorite. And I smudged the hell out of my house. And I had just a little bit of Palio Santos. Y'all know I say it wrong. But <laughs> Santos. <Santo>. Right. <laughs> but um, she has a bundle where it was, you get two of these for $14. And then she also gifted me a big amethyst stone. I actually kept it in my book bag. I forgot to bring it out. So my bad. But it's nice. I love it. It's been helping me keep my third eye open. It's been helping with my crown chakra. Um, it's been bringing me peace yes. and um, energy. I've been getting more energy mm. and I've been um, becoming more spiritually connected. I've been seeing 1111 more. For those who know uh, <laughs> me, I've been seeing that number a lot. And so it's like when I, whenever I'm on the right path and I see that number, 1111 or 111, which is part of my address, by the way, um, it, yeah, it lets me know I'm headed down the, the right path. But whenever I don't see that number, then I know I'm fucking up. So, um, and today is 1111, y'all. So, yeah, today is like the highest manifestation day of the year. So, if you out there and you can see this, um, hopefully on 1111 when this airs, mm -hmm. <laughs> hopefully, you know, you have uh, taken advantage of this day because it's a huge manifestation day. Yes, the manifestation, what, what does that mean? Like, it manifestation means. is like it's about your mindset and it's about your habits. So, um, in order to manifest mm -hmm. something, it's it's like you are putting your energy into something very particular, um, ritually. Anything that you do ritually can manifest itself in your life. So, if you want to become the best comedian of every every day, you must pour into that um, that thought, and that's how you manifest things because it starts in the spiritual realm first. So like, you say start the habit. Habit. So therefore, that's ritually. why. I, that's ritually. why I keep fucking myself over because I masturbate down there every day. But I do too. So that's why we keep getting fucked over by ourselves. We fuck ourselves. ourselves. Fuck. We, revelation. The most toxic relationship toxic. that you ever have is with yourself. I want you to that's the thing. No. You gotta have that relationship with yourself first. I told you. You really do. But you know what? Masturbation 
is the start of having a relationship with yourself. It's a part of your too Because it's having that intimacy, that connection. So it's That's not, how you find out what you like. Yes. So there's nothing wrong with that. Like when they work my teeth. And, and just. Your little neck. So that means you like when you go. So just set your intention. Like, so my dick at Could you consider that like tantric sex mm. with yourself? What's and tantric? You wait, 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 wait. What the fuck? You could. Tantric. You could that could be sex. Tantric tangent. sex is mental and spiritual sex. Yeah. It is the idea. And you, you can be, set your you're intention there with the partner, it. but you are not having physical intimacy with each other. It's like you're meditating into into the bedroom with this person. It's like you're, it's spiritual. So you, how we be like, oh, I got a spiritual connection with a person. It's like you really focus and set that intention to connect with somebody spiritually on a sexual level mm-hmm. while you with them. It's like, the, it's the have movie. you guys experienced that before? You remember, um, have y'all ever seen Demolition Man? With Denzel Washington and Sylvester Stallone? No, that was Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. That's <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> first, first kind of Korean. All they all look alike. You all look they alike. all look alike. <laughs> so you remember both. <laughs> So what, <laughs> you remember that scene where Sylvester Stallone and um what's that white chick name from the blind side? Sandra Bullock and they put them rings on and they were having like tantric sex where they were like sitting, you know, Indian style and they had their hands up but they were like not touching, but they were having like this spiritual yeah. connection. I don't I've never seen that movie, but the best way I tell people about tantric sex and it's kinda of funny is Coneheads. Oh, so the movie yeah. Coneheads, how they would put their heads together and they would mm-hmm. just sit there in a meditative position and they would like be so like in this euphoria. Up. That's tantric sex. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of sex that they have. And I think I can relate to that because I don't think I'm from here. Like I think I'm like a Martian or something weird. So, so yeah. Well, my dick sex. size, that's what me and these women have. You probably need tantric, tantric sex. sex. We've been already sex. having tantric sex before they know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they can feel is your spirit, huh? Yeah, I mean, poor little tantric. Poor little tantric. Oh, oh, man. Oh. That's crazy. I've been doing tantric sex for so long. You're an expert. You're, You're a that sex is part. a great back rub. Damn. Like, can I finish? You're the back bottom. Let me let me finish doing my no little. Problem. You feel it? I was doing my plug. So, so yes, if you see my little Egyptian woman out there, if you see her floating around. Yes. This is Nubian stone. So this is the platform that I use in order to connect with my tribe and to sh- basically I just like to sh- you know open people up to spirituality um, and different ways of thinking um, that there's one more than one ways to connect to your life source and so I kind of help people journey through that um, finding them spiritual tools that work for them because everything don't work for everybody everybody can't meditate everybody mm-hmm. don't pray to the east everybody don't use sage or smudge so I kind of help. Connect people to the tools that they need to get on their spiritual journey. So, if you don't mind, like, why did you start doing that in the first place? Well, um, I went through a lot, you know, in my life, and I grew up Christian, so I grew up being told what to believe, basically, you know, in a sense. And so I never really experienced God or spirituality for myself until adulthood. And I began to look over my life after being married in a relationship for ten years, married for five. Just had went through some stuff, you know. A lady gave me a crystal. It was a carnelian. And at the time, it was a ring. I didn't know what it meant. She didn't know me from a can of paint. But, you know, I began to study the crystals. and like, where where did they come from? And as soon as I did, I looked it up. And it was one of the first crystals um, that's good for, like, emotional abuse, domestic abuse, mm-hmm. violence, and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, like, that's deep. She didn't even know me. But she gifted me something that could potentially be very powerful for my life. So... As I began to study, it made me look at religiously because oftentimes Christians are like my, my favorite clients because there's always a good debate 
around whether something is witchcraft or mm-hmm. um, something that's on the dark side or yeah, something demonic that's or voodoo. So I began to study like how the crystals and other tools, uh, frankincense, myrrh, uh, sage, and all of these things like kind of go with other religions. And what I found in Christianity is that it's also in the Bible that in Exodus chapter 28, God told um, Aaron's brothers who was about to be ordained to be a minister to go and gather different stones, different crystals to help um, protect his breastplate as he began to go out into the world and do his ministry and evangelism. And some of those stones, and one of them was carnelian, ironically. Mm -hmm. Then you have turquoise and um, other ones like emerald and things like that that we still use, right? And we Mm -hmm. still use and see today. And so it made me realize that, like, God, there's more than one way to connect to God. And even God has provided us with these things on earth to help us as we navigate through our spiritual walk while we're here. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just really, it really touched me to know that this stuff is natural. Um, now you know what I mean? Earth, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I got into this. And I wanted my people to be able to have a place to go that look for somebody that look like them and think like them and come from where they're from yeah. so they can have a place to get these tools. Because yeah. you got to be careful with that energy exchange. I mean, Mystic Valley and all of those places, Sunshine, Daydream, like that's cool. But when you're able to come to a me, who I come from your community, yes. I come from your background, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can it's share with you comforting. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we should have those kind of places of our own. And yeah. that's what I wanted to be able to provide, you know? Yeah. What I was thinking about when you said uh, different ways to connect with God. Now, I remember I went to uh, visit the Shalom Church. This is well over 10 years ago. And they was having a Kingsman's breakfast. And I went, this before I left St. Louis. And they, their guest speaker, the main speaker, was a guy from the FOI, Fruits of Islam. Mm-hmm. And he was utilizing scripture to get his message across. And, of course, the man standing up. So I was like wondering, was it more important to be black? This is not what I'm getting to. But in the moment, I'm like, is it more important to be black or Christian? And I'm like, well, if you think about from God's perspective, it has to be more important to be Christian. And if I'm thinking about a culture, it's more important to be black. So I feel conflicted. Then he moved forward. He doing it. And then I went to a Bible study. There and uh, Minister Clark, great guy, for as I know, you know, and I like what he does. Well, when I was attending that particular church, I wasn't an official member, but he was sitting in front of me, and I said, "Man, y'all had a Muslim talk." And you know, some people say Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except for me." But I remember the Muslim during his sermon, he used this scripture: "I have uh, many sheep that's not out of this flock, or I have sheep that's not of this flock." And then the, the other black men in the audience are clapping for him like he preaching. But that made me feel confused from a Christianity perspective because I'm like, well, if it's only about Jesus, then why am I listening to anybody else talk? Yeah, and, and that's, I think that's something um, that's very subjective. And I think that that's where a lot of people go wrong is that they try to make religion and spirituality. And that's not mm-hmm. the case. Like, even God, I mean, Christianity wasn't a thing at the time of creation, right? Christianity where Jesus died for your sins. But I look at it like, um, God never even said be Christian, so to speak, right? That's something that we've westernized as a way of living to be Christian. God wants you to be more like him. So what does that speak to me? That's spirit. So that's why I say you can find me at the culture of spirituality and culture because everything manifests itself in the spirit first. So yes, it's important for me to be spiritual, which is more like God. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All he told me to do was love and be more like him. Those are the two things that he really taught me to do on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Or she or whatever you believe. If if you're looking at uh, spirituality as a gender thing, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's, to me, it's more about spirituality. Now, when you did that, that one was claiming to be more appeasing to not offend nobody. Cause no, it wasn't that at all. It was me no, because that's how I feel. That's what, yeah. when, you, when you say you are empowering somebody, that means you're allowing them the free will and the freedom to believe that what they're doing is best connects to their life source. It works for them. Spirituality is personal. So yeah. I can't yeah, now spirits are real, but spirituality what, is it automatically considered good or bad, or is it spirituality? What is spirituality? When you keep saying that term, what is spirituality? To me, spirituality is is uh, subjective, but it means your relationship with your life source. And in order to have a relationship with someone that is or something, it requires some certain behaviors. It requires some certain habits, some certain rituals, some consistency, some certain time that's spent. Um, getting to know that other individual. That's, I mean, spirit, you can have a spiritual relationship with another person, but spirituality in itself is the lifestyle. Could you say it's a different use. religion, spirituality? So I'm saying if I was to ask religions, you, religion, you said they get them mixed up. They do. Religion is um, the rituals and the habits that make up a particular type of spiritual walk. Okay. Right? Where your spirituality is your actual relationship with your life source. Hmm. Right? That's your relationship with your life. So your spirit, what is your spiritual walk? Is that something that you're pouring into every day? Is that something that you're making sure is balanced? Are you having conversations with yourself, with your life source, to know what your path is? So that's are like you, are you just reading them? I mean, yeah. I mean, that could be. You said what? It almost sounds like... When you like, connect spiritually with somebody, you can do that. I mean, I mean, whatever terminology you use, it almost sounds like a relationship with just almost anybody. You got the title, the habits like, okay, man, go to work, wife, cook. That's the religious aspect. Like, those are habits you do in regards to your relationship. But the real relationship is, do I talk to the person I'm involved with? Do I listen to them? Am I of being a service to them? Are they being a service to me? That's the spiritual. Is that one way to see it? It's one way to see it. But when you look at spirituality, you also have to make a note of not in the physical form. right? But Liz, so the way you look on your face. But I think it's. To, in my opinion, it's more of your interpretation of it. Because her interpretation... But what's your interpretation? Well, I was about to say is her interpretation, and she said it earlier, is subjective. So her interpretation is different than mine. When but I, I want to know yours. I'm about to tell you. Give me a second. Sorry. Yes. So spirituality to me is... I grew up in a Catholic slash Baptist <clears throat> Christianity. They two different. Options. I I know that. So this was me growing up. I've been through it all. You know, um, it was even one point where I was questioning whether or not there was a God, just because of all the things that I was going through and with my upbringing. Um, and it wasn't be. It wasn't until I became you know, an adult to where I started looking at other, you know, religions. And so, um, I started reading the Quran. I started looking into, um, um, being a Buddhist. And so what I have, and even just going to school and reading up on different religions and languages and whatnot, what I started doing is just, you know, picking up and reading and appreciating those different religious aspects that they had. And I made it my own. Mm. And so I say that I'm spiritual because 
I pull from different okay religions, meaning that there's more than one way. Yeah, like, there's more than one. Because none of them are teaching you to be a bad person, or none no. of them are teaching you to kill. Steve. So that's why I believe, no. like, whatever you come to me with, if you're trying to live your life a certain way and live a certain lifestyle, and it's I good, see. you know what I'm saying. And collectively they all saying the same thing. Be, no, they're not. Listen. The only thing, that, boils, the only thing that's boils, different in them all is one some Jesus. of them believe Jesus is the only way. And mm-hmm. some only not. one believes Jesus. Even in Judaism. Judaism is originally before Christianity. But they don't right? identify Judaism, Jesus as a savior. But they believe Jesus was real though. They, yeah, they but not as a savior. To live on the earth, but they don't believe that he was the only. But I'm saying that's the distinct difference with Christianity versus everybody else. But some everybody believes everybody believes that that Jesus exists. But nobody else but Christians believe that Jesus was the Son of God. He was created and born from a virgin, and that he died for our sins. But that goes into language, though, because that's why I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's what it is. So that's the distinct difference between Christianity. Anybody else? You write for everything else. Because in Hebrew, doesn't mean that you have a half. But Christianity means an unmarried woman. Christianity is the only religion that identifies Jesus as the Savior, the Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. and some identify him as being the Son of God, mm-hmm. and others believe he is God manifested in human form. Correct. But for us Christians, we're the only people who believe that Jesus Christ was born of God. No, Direct. But- not that he was born of God. They're the only one. They believe that that's, that's the only way to God. I'm saying with like that's, God provided a sacrifice. Between, that's the difference. No. When you break it down, the only difference. Because a lot of other religions believe that God was real too. That Jesus was real too. And, Every, and, and a lot of them do. A lot of them believe that. But they don't believe that that's the only way to God. That's what differentiates Christians Christians right. from others. Yeah, I know. Is that, that, that there's, that's the only way to God. And that's also the only so it's not the only way. It's not the only way to live at peace here on Earth, but it's the only way to connect in the afterlife with God. But what I was gonna say is, what they all have their similarities is just be a good person. That's what and treat others with respect. What the and fuck? Dignity. The Bible says there's none good under the sun. It says we yeah, because I don't believe the whole good, be a good person thing because that again too is subjective. I, I, but I think it does. I, I get what you're saying. Like yeah. none of them are teaching you to be a bad person, right? But but the only thing for me that is consistent is like I said, is the love thing, which which can be interpreted as being a good person. But all of them are teaching you to love people that you are on this earth with until you get in the. Now, now Liz, life. what do you think? Because I was riding with an African the other day, a young African guy who was 18 years old, who told me that. Uh, in Africa, you know, he came over here because it's a better educational opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. He said, but the principles he learned in Africa, he said, one, they're happy even when they're poor. And I didn't even know Asians had slaves. He was telling me about that, too. And then this is the thing that he pointed out to me. He said, yeah, he said, one thing I know is about America. In Africa, we beat our kids. He said, uh, if you curse the teacher out, that teacher's going to pop your butt. Then you'll go home. Mama will pop your butt. Then daddy will pop your butt. He it said, used to be like that. But he said, it's about family. So what I'm saying is, is that um, not to be on a tangent, and I'm because uh, I feel my brain going there. And it's just that I'm saying is that people ident- oh, identify expressions of love differently. Mm-hmm. So where he's from, that's a sign of love because you want the person that you ink over to be the best they can be, as well as respect other people. Where some people was tied into some of that is saying is that they don't identify love with 
physical disciplinary action. Mm-hmm. They believe love is you just do and say whatever you want, and I accept it. Mm-hmm. Where some people believe love is say, hey, you got to order. Let me, let me get back in. Get back in line. Because I love you, I'm going to help you get back in line. And some people say, I believe in love is saying is that, oh, you want to be this, you want to be this, you want to be this, that's cool. Even if you sound like you're fucking confused and conflicted all of your life. Gotcha. All right. I hate to cut this short, but we still got to introduce you. Okay. I mean, yeah. So, um, introduce yourself. Well, my name is uh, <laughs> Jason Nelson. Uh, keep it short. I'm a stand-up comedian. I have no choice between my height and my dick size. I have no choice. Oh, <laughs> Here we go. Now I have endurance. <laughs> I have endurance. But what's get, endurance? Like I don't come fast, and I, but I be enjoying it. But that's a whole other discussion. Would she be enjoying it. That's well, the I don't know because I can only give. I can, some people have let me know it wasn't their thing, and. Some have let me know, like, you know what, Jason? This was cool. But I got a joke about my dick where I said, it's like a spare tire fixer flat. It gets you to where you need to go, but don't ride on it for too long. <laughs> okay. So in between those breaks, <laughs> and you don't want your pussy, like, expounded upon what the other nigga would know later you on. You got to keep stopping like, that you... picture if you get another fixer flat. <laughs> look... Free air. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so the cool thing is, like, if you happen to fuck me, like, that nigga, the next nigga will fuck you, you'll get a little bit off. Just enough, like, hitting the head of a a little, let me get your cigarette, or, you know, your joint, or the blunt, whatever the fuck. Oh, that's cool. They give me to where I need to go. But it ain't something that's going to get you, like, lifelong. So, like, the next nigga you fuck after me, he going to be fucking you. be like, damn, bitch, you pussy tight. You ain't been fucking nobody. You know what I'm saying? But you done got your the little hit. Or yeah, yeah, you got your little hit. But the next nigga who fuck you, going to be like, man, she really was just waiting for me, dog. <laughs> like, like, I'll wait for my creator, spirits and connectors. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga don't even know. Jason, little does he know. Right. <laughs> little does he know that Jason Nelson has been in there renovating a little bit. But the thing about this, my name is... Damn, dog. Y'all, you ain't got to Don't rub it in. I'm trying to move on. You're like, very little. You don't like... They're like, have y'all thought? She's like, no, we won't. I'm like, damn. My name is... Are you at least a good cuddler? I can be. Depends. No, 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 no. I like to cuddle. What are you good at? Right. God damn. You said anything? Damn. You can't even Are you depressing? Okay. Fuck, are you there? Are you there? It ain't even no good color. God. Man, but it's... Good booty rub? Right. Can you all my Can you take out the trash? I don't think he present. Oh, man. That's why I keep getting dumped. You know, but... Cuddling yeah. is subjective, just like your spirituality. You no, know? no, it's no, fucking cuddling me or you're not. But it depends because I was accustomed to cuddling. Like you know, y'all may identify as plus size, right? But in my world, y'all skinny. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta know the women I deal with. Y'all is bony. So with that being said, oh, you like uh, oh, what's that? What that see, SBBWs, super big, super. Oh, see, I didn't. To me, I didn't even. I, I didn't know they were super. I just thought they was BBW. But see, I guess everything's subjective. So what some people use coffee ass, oh, thought that was thick. Because I like ass, I like ass if the thighs. I never gave a fuck about like stomach and arm flab growing up. But that's another topic we won't go there today. But the introduction is no, but it's it's associated with some negative aspects of childhood, I guess. <laughs> no, but I got back bros, bitch. Back bros, bitch, 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 bitch. I said it respectfully on camera. 
I don't want to, <laughs> but I'm complimenting her because she's talking about back rolls. I'm saying, no, you got some thighs too. It's cool. Nah, that's just something to something? hold on to. You know what I'm saying? Well, you need them right legs up. Oh. So the thing about it is, <laughs> <laughs> you got a little turbo charging. You, know <laughs> you hold it back. That's mild. Oh. And then you ain't going too hard, so you you practicing riding a little dick. <laughs> oh little clit, clit on clit, little clit, little clit on clit action. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta find your angle with me. Find your angle with me. You know what I'm saying? Fix a flag. It's for a tire. Get you where you need to go. But some of y'all don't care tell. But my name is Jason Nelson. I'm a stand up comedian. Arthur, yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I have wrote two books. One's called Comedic Confessions. The other's Comedic Confession: Drunken Minds Over Time. I'm currently messing around with uh, writing, developing the the trilogy, the third part of it, which is going to be just awesome. It really is. It's going to be way more structured, and organized, but still a little chaotic because it's Jason Nelson. Now, with that being said, I also <laughs> produce comedy shows and events under the company Focus. On the Funny LLC. I started producing comedy shows five years ago. I've been performing since 2008, hitting up mics, producing shows myself uh, since 2014, starting my business 2016, because I'm just great at what I do across the board. And there's always room for improvement, but I'm just uniquely funny. I'm intelligent in my own way while still being stupid and a jackass simultaneously. It's just the yin and yang of who I am. And also, I worked in youth care for like nine and a half years, but I also grew up in group homes as a kid. So that kind of gives me both sides from where I'm at. And with that being said, I utilize those experiences and my interaction with other people to write my material and connect with people almost all day, every day, even when they don't like me. So I'm available for booking. <laughs> all right. So, shout out to Cali for that conversation. <laughs> shout out to California for that. All right. So, what we're going to do is just take a quick break um, and then we will be back with our first topic. You lost technology. You can uh, rip So, let's it. just act like we joined the network. So, what I'm telling you is this is that you are a, a boo. I'm sorry. I'm trying to lose weight. I was 240 last year. No. I'm 190. So you just automatically got self-conscious. I was just trying to brush the now you crumbs right. off you. Know what, that's you know what? That's what some people do. Yeah, you just immediately went self-conscious. You don't want to some people, actually. Yeah, yeah I am. it just I, happened. I, don't I was just I don't trying mind. to brush the crumbs off, sweetie. But the thing about it is, is that you are absolutely a beautiful, attractive woman. Everybody have different attributes. There's not me just coming at you sideways. If you get to know people who know me, they're like, yeah, that's who he is, good or bad. That's why... Not to do a shameless plug, the next show is the I Am Who I Am comedy show. But outside of that is that saying is that your thoughts and thinking based on your personal experiences is legitimate. Mm-hmm. You know, just like yours. Yours is legitimate. Like, like you are, if you don't mind me saying it, because I don't want to minimize anybody, okay? Um, you're, you are uh, undeniably, I don't know, have you ever had surgery or anything? On what? Your face? No. So, okay. I had a hernia removed when I was born. Okay. <laughs> that don't sound cute. But no, real shit. It's like you're uh, you somebody I can look at and then like you're a beautiful woman, like mm-hmm. undeniably. You're obviously intelligent. But when I say the beauty is like some people look at more flashy things. Mm-hmm. So yours is like somebody who's willing to see things from a modest perspective. And that don't mean that you're less value. It's just that some people are just so blinded by 
Um, I don't know the terminology used, but some people are uh, blinded by flashier things. Mm -hmm. But if they were to just look at you, this is me from my perspective. I can't speak for all men. You're undeniably beautiful woman, and you have like intelligence. You're open-minded. You're down to earth. You're ambitious. This is what I see within you. Mm -hmm. This is me. Who the fuck am I? Depending on who you ask, I ain't shit, and I get it. And then with you on the front end, on the on the front end, like if I didn't know your, I don't know you completely, but with a little bit I know about you, you're undeniably beautiful. You look like you got it all together. This is just an appearance. I really don't have nothing. Exactly. To do. I really need help. <laughs> no, but we all do. Yes, yeah. oh. Adulting sucks, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? It sucks. So what I'm saying is, from you, I can see like like you would make attribute um, conversation about your bottom half, but your My your bottom half. But your biggest strength <laughs> is here. Mm -hmm. And then, well, here and then. Well, I'll, I'll say your heart first and then your mind. That's right. I say the same. So that's me. But what it is, you just adjusted to how the world that you're accustomed to being is. You I mean, we got to face it. Like, we are, I mean, visual beings first. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Even mm -hmm. in levels of attraction, even in relationships and stuff like that, it's easy to be like, oh, it wasn't just your booty, girl. But really, that's what you see first. You, yeah. don't, see, you don't just walk in the room and be like, oh, my God, I see your heart. Unless you are very intuitive and right. super spiritual. And, like, and I, a lot of times I do have those types of, you know, things happen. But just on a general basis. We are physical and visual beings. So, so my, 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 thing, my thing, my thing is, is something what, beyond your within control. this conversation, adulting sucks. You all being an adult woman, <laughs> women, why not discuss these type of things? We're like, discussing it right no, now. I mean, you are, but I'm oh. saying like that don't mean that your your view is completely right or wrong. It's just based on your personal experience. Now I'm a comedian. Now I, I'm supposed to be hamming it up, being super goofy and funny or whatever. You don't I, have to be. Yeah, the crazy part is I was on the radio. They Those told, are expectations of society. Yeah, like, crazy yeah, part is, but you I know. was on the radio and they told me I was too intellectual for their audience. I didn't know I was being intellectual. That's me in most places. That's just not your audience. Yeah. That's all. I'm, everybody I'm, ain't your tribe. I never minimize. Uh, you know what? Maybe that's why. Everybody not your tribe. You're not gonna. Everybody not gonna see things your way. It's a, it's a billion people that you can try to capture. Like you don't. Everybody is not for you, and your message they don't need to be heard by everybody. So and you, I, you and get like, with who is your tribe. I'm not saying I'm a great guy, or a perfect person. And it's things I've learned along the way. So what I'm saying is, in me, in my opinion, it's important for your voices to be heard. It's important for people to see your view and your view. Now, I can see, now this is just me being on the outside looking in. You guys are both beautiful, attractive, intelligent women. I can see just like you looking at her, you can see some great things in her, and you can see some great things in her. It's just human nature. Like, I can see great things with the people I'm around. So my thing is, it's like, your view and your personal experiences is important to be heard. Mm -hmm. Because you would be surprised how many people relate to it, just like yours. Just like, and you don't have to share these things with the world. But it's a reason why I chose to deal with you and um, co-sign in my world. Not saying my world is anything, mm -hmm. because you was authentic, you were transparent, you was open-minded. And then when I come around you, when I leave, I feel better. This is what I feel when I when I leave. You gotta it, pay attention to how you feel when people leave. The thing about it, the thing about it is, it's numerous people who can say what you want to hear. Like we mm -hmm. all been tricked before, right? And then we've been on both sides too, right? Mm -hmm. In our way, right, right? And so the thing about it is when I leave your presence, when I walk away, even crazy part of my pocket, I'm like, man, 
left my prior. You left prior, your prior? I did because mm. of my other pair of pants. But the thing about it is, it's like this. It's like you are very informative, informative of what you speak on. So when you talk about the sage and the bracelets and the stones, you like you're not not saying anybody else doing anything wrong, but you already researched what you did. Plus, I respect. Sorry, God for spitting. I respect. I'm just spitting my job. No, I didn't. Oh. I, I point this way. <laughs> but I respect <laughs> your journey. Not only from your younger day to where you're at now, for you to evolve into the person you are. And then you, I didn't know you necessarily, but you say, hey, this is what I am. If I go through your social media, you tell me what's important to you. So I told you, like, hey, this is who I am. And you say, okay, I'll still deal with you. That ain't always easy. As an African-American, as an African-American man, to find people who's willing to hear you out and let you say your piece. So I believe you guys... Voices are important to be heard because even though you got both women, black women, you have your own individual, unique experiences and message. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> I think it's and I think one of the things that I struggle with, especially within the black community, is talking about mental health because yeah. I'm doing this. I'm trying to get the crumbs off my hands as well because people don't want to hear that shit. You know, um, like I was saying earlier, uh, oftentimes it gets swept up under the rug. It, you either being told to pray it away or read the Bible or, you know, you just knowing in the family, all that she, she just got some problems. She just now, what do you think issues. could be different? What do you think could be better for you? People just, wait a minute, people fear what they don't understand. Exactly. Right? And for me, that's a lot of it. Is that people aren't really understanding how mind, body, and spirit is connected, and how a lot of times, like we we own those diagnoses that are provided to us by practitioners and doctors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But really, if you look at things from the spiritual eye, a lot of that is awakening that is happening with our people. It's it's the experience of going through your spiritual self. I grew up Christian. So I, what I believe to be spiritual. Now we say was, Christian, like what what exposure? I'm gonna hear you out. Like my mother's a minister. Okay. And I spent at least six days a week in church, okay. and it was embedded in me because that's what I was taught. That's what I believe. A lot now, of just to clear it up, because a lot of people think when I say, "Oh, I'm a spiritual empowerment coach," that I'm just some wizard or weirdo or magic, or whatever. What I believe is that we are all created by one higher source. Okay. And and through the tools that are provided to us by the Creator, that's how we connect to Him. I don't believe that there are just that, that, that there's just one way to connect. Okay. Do I believe that Jesus was real? Yes, I believe that He was a great example <coughs> on how we can walk and live on this earth, which we only have two duties: to love each other and to be more like Christ, more like God, more like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like so, that's what I believe in that regard. But I do also believe that Buddhists have good practices and good morals and good proverbs for you to live on this earth as well. I believe that Muslims have a good high regard for the most high. I think of a scripture right? I heard that, like, back Wait a minute. I'm sorry, go ahead. You always interrupt. Because I, so, I thought you triggered me a thought, but go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. so hold that thought. But, I mean, it's more than one way to connect to your life source. If you believe that God created all these people individually with right. only one way to connect to him, like, you just can't believe that. So, these religions don't teach you to be bad people. They're not teaching you to kill, destroy, be evil. None of that. They're giving you examples. They're references on how you can connect with your life source. Even in Christianity, you can look at that. God gave tools in the book of Ephesians 29. He talks about the crystals, 12 crystals that he told Aaron's brothers to adorn him with. 
you know, when he began to go out and do the work of God, God told his brothers to get and gather crystals. Ephesians chapter 29. Please look it up. But if God is telling you that there's other tools that he created and gave you to help heighten your power and heighten your, heighten your focal point, then I'm going to go with that because yeah. it's not just one way. Yeah. And that's why, that's why a lot of people lose me on a religion tip thinking that there's just one way to connect to your life source and it's not. So people just really fear what they don't understand. A lot of times when we are going through this mental anguish, it's spiritual. It's spiritual work that we need to do. It's spiritual grounding that we need to do. We need to learn who we are spiritually. We need to connect to our life source, and that is him tapping us, or she, whatever you believe. If it's a she or we or whatever. Now, the reason I don't believe that the creator could be a you. woman. Now, now um, don't hit me, y'all. Because even in the Bible, it said, God forgives, don't break it up again. And y'all women, y'all know damn well y'all bring that shit up again. I'm bringing it up yesterday and tomorrow <laughs> and forever and next week. <laughs> but, right, right. but wait, but before you, go, before go I, I wanted to, before I forget, because I got a bad memory. It's all good. What I was going to say it's is. It's your show. That's um, <laughs> Adult and stuff. No, it ain't even that. That's all I'm down. Psych man from back in the day. <laughs> been um, It'll too, fuck you too. up. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, y'all admit it? Okay, okay. Been admitted for the day. I will stay, y'all. You know what? But, I, I went through that too, so it's not good. But but I. <laughs> but what I was going to say is that part of um, part of the reason why I practice holism or holistic practices um, when it comes to you know treating bipolar disorder, like I infuse a little bit of Western medicine and holistic practice because. With with holism, you're treating the mind, body, and spirit. You're not just looking at one specific thing and treating that one specific uh, ailment. So I know that, okay, I need to take care of my, my spiritual part. So I do that through meditation, through uh, crystals, or through aromatherapy, through meditation, yoga. Um, you do yoga? Mm-hmm. Be flexible. It's about totality. Oh, is she flexible? Um, and then as as far as like the Western the Western part of it, you know, yes, do I take medication? Unfortunately I do, you know, so I do take um uh antidepressant. I don't take all that hard shit like antipsychotics or anything. And you don't have to follow up with uh rebuttal as to why what you do. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, inferior to what other people have to do to cope with their mental health, right? Yeah. It's about and that's what spiritual empowerment is, right? It's about empowering people to do what works best for them. Yes. Spirituality is super personal. Like it I is. can't tell you how to connect with your life source. You know what I'm saying? Like no. I can give you tools and show you the way, but whatever connects you to that, that's for you. Right. And then don't downplay it, girl. I done been there too. I was diagnosed with um bipolar depression, so not quite bipolar disorder. And and I mine is but bipolar. I, I, when the doctor said that to me, I said bipolar depression. Let's break that down, right? Mm-hmm. Depression. Depression is focusing too much on your past. Anxiety is fo- focusing too much on your future. When you look at something bipolar, there's two two sides, right? You're going to go from high to a low. Mm-hmm. That's the polarity of life. I told him, I said, don't all people go through bipolar? Don't you go through extreme highs and lows in your life? If somebody died right now that you love, wouldn't, you, wouldn't your spirit go down? 
Wouldn't you? You know what I'm saying? Right? And so it's a, that, that's a part of who we are. It's in our chemical makeup. It's the science part of spirituality that we like to leave out. Mm -hmm. So don't don't down like, oh, I do that because or whatever. No, you do that because that's what works for you. Right? That's what's keeping you your best and your healthiest self. And that's what matters. Mm -hmm. So don't downplay it like, oh, I, I got to do this because of it. Don't do that. That's what you got to do for work will work for you. Yeah. And hopefully, and if that's what you want, one day you will become stronger and stronger and stronger in a mental capacity that you won't need that. Right? Yeah. So just, I just want you to look at that, look at it from that mindset when you talk about it. Like, because that's why people be scared to talk about mental health in our community because they scared of the medicine. They scared yeah, of what the doctor's saying. They, you, you know what I'm saying? And all that stuff like that because they don't get it. You call your river. But I've been there. No. Before. Okay. Yeah. And it, it is, it's still, it's still, a, it, it's still a daily struggle because I do have my moments where I'm like, where I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm, I, I have bipolar depression. I don't care. You know, this is part of me. I accept it, blah, 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 blah. Now, and were you I diagnosed by a psychiatrist with bipolar or something? Yeah, uh, several. What year? In, in multiple states. Now, what states have you lived in? I lived in Alabama um, and mm -hmm. Wisconsin. I went to A&M, Alabama A&M. Now, what did you major in? <laughs> uh, computer science and uh, right now... I'm the total opposite of that, and we all I am uh, currently going to Capella University studying psychology. Is that like an online thing? Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever been diagnosed with anything? Yes, I was, I was just talking to her about that. I was diagnosed with bipolar depression, mm -hmm. which is basically extreme highs and lows in your emotional state. Right, right. Um, so not quite necessarily personality, which means that it's more embedded in your everyday um, behaviors. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference between it being um, bipolar and you know what? Today on, on social bad. media, I posted. And you deal with more hypomania. Yeah. What's hypomania? Hypomania is where you don't necessarily be like manic, but it's like a combination of depression and mania. So it's not. Now, what's mania? If, can you explain? Mania is where you are super high as far as like having these grandiose ideas um you may be up for days you you'll do um you'll have like extreme impulses so you might shop impulsively have sex Manic impulsively is the behaviors associated yeah with the disease um manic is a form of panic no nah, i just right it, it, it shows it it's a form of panic that shows in your actions now when i was uh, 13 and, uh, and, how, and you ain't gotta be on camera how old are you so it's good that you at least hear this conversation when I was 13 I was diagnosed with uh, bipolar manic depressive <laughs> opposition defiance disorder and they used to say I felt like they had a I had a problem I remember a staff member I used to live in group homes and this is not no woe is me thing. I got to give a disclaimer because everybody will say, everybody got a story. This is my mm -hmm. personal experience. Did you live in Echo? Yes, I did. I lived in Echo, Evangelica, General Protestant, and then Maryville. And then I worked in the field for nine and a half years, too. So I seen both sides of it, even though it seemed like I'm only able to represent one side or the other equally. Uh, I'm only doing my own side because I'm cold. You know what I'm saying? I've been eating. You look serious when you do your arms like that. But you know what? I've been eating. Like, would, you, would you like to wear my jacket? You know what? Only important. if you're wearing it too. That's what he was going to say. See, yeah. You know, <laughs> Actually, uh, high five. 
Actually, I'm, I'm kind of okay. high. I'm okay. It's okay. You know what? That's what, <laughs> that's, 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 what the Bible say. I'm not. Now I wasn't ready to try. It said two can keep warm when one. Can, uh, how can one keep warm alone? Two can keep warm. Two together. can take one to flight, and three Remy's take me three tonight. <laughs> but amen. The thing about it is uh, now what I advocate on behalf of is that uh, when I say equality, it's saying that all humans. Beings, we all went through our situations that influenced us to see the way we think mm-hmm. we are. Now, me being a male, our natural biases. Um, well, I would just say I don't know if it's biasness, mm-hmm. but I grew up uh, facing, experiencing abuse and neglect on behalf of uh, predominantly women. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I hate or think less of women; it's just that my Experiences when it came to abandonment, abuse, and neglect where were women at the forefront. But most times as men, no one, at least from my experience, they don't hear us out. Like you ever seen a movie, uh, Searching for Antoine Fisher? Mm-hmm. That was a real movie. I'm not trying to tell women that they have to accept more responsibility for the way men may come off, but I'm just trying to advocate on the behalf of the fact that we're human. Even though I'm empathetic to what, because most of my interactions from women came influenced by the fact that what I observed from women, men doing things to women. Like my grandmother told me she hated being with my grandfather to the day he died. You know what I'm saying? But before I knew that, I grew up watching them working side by side. Then my mother, who's considered, which we're celebrating her 61st birthday here, but she used to be abused and seen as whorish. And I used to be like, man, if she was just loved, she wouldn't be the way. Now I have the reputation for myself for being a Captain Sabaho. Hmm. But, and I'll dramatic pause right at that point. But the thing about it is, I'm saying that I didn't have evil intent in the beginning of my life. Now, at almost 40, I'll be 36 in January, I became more conscious and aware, just like you guys have women, right? I've learned to adapt and see how some people, which we experience even within this moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I will probably be more successful if I would just shut the fuck up and ignore, but that's just not where my heart is. So with that being said is I just want to advocate on behalf of people being seen as human. Now, to some, it seems like, what the fuck I am with random? I'll diagnose with bipolar. They say, well, bipolar is identified as being having extreme highs or lows. Now, if you can grant me at least 60 seconds, it's your show. To discuss what we talked about when you were out the room. Well, I don't know. But just where Ooh, I'm at now. Sure. So when I was... 13, I was taken from my father's home and I had two taken. black eyes, two knots, and it was, a, it was only hidden on my forehead with a ladle. And I'm almost 40, and this shit has stuck with me since then. And I had what they consider blood transfusions or something. I'm not a blood medical. Blood clots? Oh, yeah, blood, blood clots, that's what it said. And they said, and then, so I had two knots that looked like. Horns were growing from my head. My eyes were swollen like this. 
And you like, well, damn, you four, you should look good over it. But that shit affected the way I seen things for her in my life. I wouldn't say Those are biases, things that happen in your life that affect your mental, that affect your perspective, that yeah. affect your paradigm. Those are the biases. And I, I'm not saying this in a victimized. I'm not no, saying it. And prior to that, I grew up in a lot of violence. So what I'm saying is what I've been advocating on behalf for a long motherfucking time. It just mean people where they at. Now I to feel emotional right now, and I'm not ashamed of it. Um, you shouldn't is, be. Is that? But wait, you know what? As a man, particularly as a black man, people act like I don't have a right to have feelings and emotions and personal experiences. But you're human. That's what all I've been trying to say. Even through my comedy, even through my books, I've been doing this for almost eleven years. People used to call me crazy and weird. I'm just happy to be alive in the I era. I love being called crazy and weird. Ooh, but I what I'm it. saying is, is that even the women <laughs> I've been involved with, I heard them out. I have embraced my weirdness. But I'm saying about women I've been involved with, I'm not knocking them. I get why they didn't choose to be with me, stay with me, whatever. I get it. I 100% get it from a logical perspective. From a spiritual, mental, and a trustworthy perspective, I didn't get it. Because I align myself, I don't commit very easily. And I don't line myself up with people very easily. But as I speak to other men, it's like, I know I ain't saying men can't be on shit, bullshit. But it's just say, like, just this young man, this dude's 12. We're human beings. I'm not saying that women feeling shouldn't be advocated on behalf of. But it's like, I'm a human. Part of the word human is man, one man. So I'm not one of those super woke motherfuckers. I'm just a motherfucker who went through it and then lived through it and worked through it. So just to wrap this up from my perspective is that most of the decisions I make is based on my me being a product of my environment. And that's why I was willing to do business even though it's considered business, you know, it's a business of personal, and you can edit this how you want to, is because I scanned through you, I read through you, and I seen it just like with you, and I seen a form of, even though I understand why people have to be guarded, I get it. It's just because I feel like for once in my life, I could be hurt. And that's what all this is about. It is, and that's that's. The main reason why I did it because I want us as a people to be heard. I want black people. We need to be heard. Even if it's not a black 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 people, you know, I know we're black, so we advocate. My mother's from Seoul, Korea. She didn't ask to come over to America. I don't know what her mama and daddy, who they was, what they did, but she came over here. She was uh, like four or five years old. She was raised on uh, Coke Brilliant, and then they moved to. West Florida, St. Emerson, which was considered the Walnut Park area. And she grew up in the hood. Now, she was one of the type of females that jumped off the porch. Her family didn't raise her to be poor or neglected. I don't know what she got into. Something she would never reveal to me as a female. I get it. Something she said to me subtly. But I remember people associating her with being whorish and everything like that because she was an oriental woman dating black men. But really, reality was that's all she was raised around was black people, and I get it as African Americans. 
we never had anything for ourselves. So we're like, damn, I want some form of reputation. Me, personally, I'm more attracted 99.9% to African-American women, not only because of my appearance, but what I'm around. Uh, I identify black women as being beautiful, attractive. I just have this with these uh, white people identify as being cerebral, which identifies cerebral as being has some form of intelligence. Now, I group around niggas who will fucking knock your head off. Women, too. I know this. Anybody who ever, like, I'll just leave it at that. Out the side of that is like this. Is that I believe as African Americans, we're not dealing with the fact that we've been conditioned by negativity, trauma, abandonment, and abuse. Some of it we've been uh, trained by maybe in the past... Um, white people Not the ones who are alive to this day Everybody's conditioned to how we see things um, With that being said It's just saying is that I believe we're human And you want to be seen as human Like your anger, your emotions, your sadness Your depression Those are all normal things I attempted suicide 10 years ago When I was 25 And I can't believe I thought my life was over At 25 I done published books. I done traveled the country. I done flown planes. And I'm going to shut the fuck up. I promise. I just, I just challenge you to look at things more beyond. I, I hear you say this a lot about your perspective. Okay. On we are human, right? Mm-hmm. I challenge you to look at things more so that we are spirit beings first. I believe only, it. Only because in, in being human, there are so many things that constantly divide us, right? Like yes. we already talked about how you are already, you know, half Korean, half black, you know, and those things alone so can divide you, yeah. right? But in spirituality, um, there's there no things divide you in that way. Like, what color is your blood in spirituality? What color is your spirit? What color, you know, so those like you things don't really have African Americans, and you know, we crack our jokes. Well, I'm not I advocate on, on African Americans because, like I said earlier, what I my purpose is to be at the intersection of spirituality and culture. Yeah, and my culture. It's not of African American, but it's of black people or melanated people, um, because that's where I come from. That's, that's, a, that's a part of that's you know my makeup, so that's what I advocate. Just for. like her, Liz, and you should advocate the same. That's a part of what empowerment is: empowering people to advocate and live and do what they do and and best what works for you them. Can I ask you a question? A month ago, purpose. did you even know me for real like that? No. Are you glad you got to know me? Of course not. I'm, Just kidding. I'm glad I know Jason. For real, like I'm, I'm glad to, I met you. You've been, you met, yeah. You know, my life has been since I inter- interacted with you, even though I have my own ways about me. It's been a 180 mm-hmm. because you've, amazing. and for me, it's been about you being down to earth, honest, and transparent. You didn't have to be, and you have a very courageous young lady. Even knew did I, did I know you a week ago? No, about a week ago. We didn't ago. even know me two days ago. I didn't know you. <laughs> Now, I can't I can't speak on behalf of other people in their representation. No. But I do I, I do believe that people are in your lives, they they become part of your lives for a reason. And so um while I was nervous about this interaction, in the back of my mind I knew that there was a reason why, you know, we ended up crossing paths. It's gonna be your highest you. Can you let her talk? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna put a you gotta muzzle. just reel him in. That's all. He's fine. I'm gonna put a muzzle on your ass. So <laughs> cut his mic off. That's how we gonna. We gonna get so big. I'm gonna be like, cut his mic off, dog. <laughs> but um, you know, bottom line is, I think that 
we all have similar backgrounds when it comes to the mental health aspect of it, the spiritual aspect of it, even our background. As Here's far a question. as you feel like it makes you less devalued. No, no. I know it, it sounds bad, Jason. but I promise. Jason. I'm not no. criticizing. So, with, even with our backgrounds, as far as, you know, dealing with abuse, dealing with being in, you know, um, um, living in different households, uh, I mean, it, it's been times where I've been homeless or living in shelters and whatnot. And it's been times as a, as a kid. Um, it's, I've been in abusive relationships, you know. Um, every type of abusive relationship you can think of, unfortunately. Um, and it hasn't affected me throughout my life, even as an adult, and how I've you know, dealt with it in my romantic relationships or even within my friendships, yes. Um, but as an adult now, because I recognize that, it helps me, me recognizing it helps me to become a better person and to know that, all right, I have these issues, I have these um, skeletons, quote-unquote, in my closet, and it's okay because... When it all boils down to it, I'm a human being. Can I ask you two questions? Can I finish? I promise you. I'll, I'll sorry, you know what? It's my personal. You're just gonna. I'm have, anxious. You're gonna. I, you're gonna have to learn how to utilize your listening skills. Listen. No, no, because this is what you're doing. You're not listening. You're waiting for me to stop talking so you can say what you have to say. That's so you're really doing. not listening. Mm-hmm. You're just waiting for me to stop talking. Well, can, I, can I, can I, take, can I and then you, see? And you're still not listening because you're just. I'm, I'm listening, but I'm only responding now. If there's what, a but, you're not listening. Well, I don't know. I'm not a master of the English language, but I'm inspired by what you're saying, so it it, it, it triggers off a thought. So I was going to ask two questions, but you know, you know what? If you're not, if it's not appropriate right now, I won't ask. You. I don't believe him. Oh, God, the gaslighting. Go ahead. What Thank the, you. What does that mean? What does the gaslighting mean? Oh, God, mean? he did what, it. What he did the, it. What does gaslighting mean? Isn't that like a gaslighting form? Gaslighting is when you, you put out a perspective, but then you try to flip the script. It's flipping the script, Yeah, right? it's like a form of manipulation. Oh, yeah, you don't want to. Oh, you don't really want to. If that's who you feel like I am. Even though I interrupted you a thousand times and you told me not to, but so I understand. You know what? If that's uh, who you feel like I am, I can't do no more respect. Uh, that's another form of manipulation. It is. It is. If that's what you feel like, or maybe I'm just a human and I'm saying, like, I know I have shortcomings and I'm not perfect. Mm. Wow! Right Depends before women, because I, I, I was going to ask two questions. You've seen it here first. Red flag. You've seen it here whatever first. Red flags, you know, I wish, I, I wish I could just throw whatever a flag red, on the flag. Can I, I tell you, whatever red flags they're going to see, they're going to see green flags too. But it is what it is. I'm going to die one day anyway, and bitches going to watch out the for these kind of fellas. They, yep. You know what? <laughs> see, there is, watch out for niggas like me who think and ask questions versus niggas who beat on you and cheat on you. So you yeah. got to even the if they're not listening to a word you say. Yeah, Thank I you. I guess, but I respond. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he's being defensive. Ding 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 ding. Whatever it is, I don't mind. <laughs> and you got your water, cause I'm, which I took. And your arms are crossed. Yep, that means I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm actually cold. I ain't been eating as much meat in the last year and a half, so I'm actually more of the pity party to come. Yeah, I guess, or okay. maybe I don't have iron because you talk about spirituality. But I'm talking about I'm just literally not as warm as I Do used to be. Do you have um, a crystal that can shut him up? No. Yeah, let's put a blue ball in his mouth. <laughs> Here you go. I'm not, I won't put no <laughs> balls in my mouth. Hold it. I won't put no balls in my mouth. 
But no, can I ask you a question? Can I finish? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man. He does not even care that you haven't. I do. I over. do. Go ahead. Do it. You know what? You know what? You know, now I'm about to go off on a rant. Go off. Go off. Go off. Go off. Go off. Let me move that shit out the way. I wish I had another drink, and I wish I had a blunt. What is please wrong? Please pass me the blunt, please. What is wrong with the men here in St. Louis? Ooh. I have been trying to figure out. I don't know if they have some type of, if they lack some type of social skills, if they lack, if they lack some type of mental capacity where they have a hard time trying to listen. Westlake Landfill, Kim Trails, and they mamas. Listen to what women wait. No, see, listen to what they have to what women have to say, and why do they have this hobosexual mentality? I said hobo. Shut up, hobo. Sexual. Right, we don't know if you like us or if you're looking for a place to stay. Exactly. I live on my own. Oh, I live my on my own God. Trip, so I don't know. And, and tax season is right around the corner, so ladies. I'm on business. Be, I don't need your tax season, so go ahead. <laughs> ladies, be on the lookout because if a guy is trying to come up Any to you. Any woman who fuck me know I don't need them, so I don't know. I mean, you got a little dick according to you. Whatever the anyway, little dick is, uh, I produce great let's results. Get let's get ratchet. Let's get this. Whether you want to define somebody as a little dick or not, I get results. You define you as little dick. You know we what? haven't seen your dick. You're right. No. You define who is that. I'm a grown Own your shit. So no. you keep trying to You know to what? Put it, how about this? Go on Facebook like Jason Nelson can't fuck me. You'll see like the people who say Why like, is he yeah. trying to deflect? He you... got even closer to the camera, y'all. It Excuse must be me. really small. I'm promotion. No, I'm actually promoting. <laughs> Everything's busy. He's promoting his small dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, my God. Could, could you sit back down, sir? I don't mind promoting myself till I die. That's sir. like when people get louder, you know they so, wrong. Like, right. I guess. That's what you're used to. He's trying to deflect from what I'm trying to say. I really want to know. What's wrong with you men where you can't appreciate a strong-minded, independent woman who is intelligent, who's beautiful, who is out here trying to make something of themselves? And let me clarify something. This is not for the men who can appreciate that, okay? Yes. So we're not out here like man-bash, like every man no. in St. Louis is something in the water and something wrong with you. No. No. So we're not talking to you. So don't get in the comments and in the likes and all this stuff. Talking about, oh, not me movement. No, we're not talking about No, we're not talking about we're you. We're talking about the ones who clearly have issues. And I already know where a lot of the stuff comes from. It's society and, and how they grew up and their mamas. And they, a lot of it go back to their mamas. I get off of you. Get off of your mama's teeth. No, the mama needs to push you off the titty. The mom, it's the mama. What if the mom's fucked up? Too? Like I'm gonna have to say this. Like as women, we oftentimes point the finger at the men too. And yes, for yes, like that don't mean that they have to be that way, right? But a lot of this stuff is embedded in how we we are the nurturers. Mm-hmm. Right? We are the ones who raise you. We are the ones who hatch from they hatch from our egg and do this and you know what I'm saying? Like we nurture this person. If we're doing everything for them and not giving them an opportunity to do things for themselves, we stepping in and saving them every chance they get. We're not teaching them how to how to cook, how to appreciate nothing. How to how wash their clothes. As women, like how a lot to of that stuff that's wrong ass. with them is us. Can I, I say, have to be real. No, no. But at some point as an adult, you have to look past your experiences that you went through and how you grew up and determine what you want to be and how you want to be different and be accountable for your own change and for your own healing. But I will say that for me personally, I feel like a lot of the reasons and things that's wrong with these men now is us as women and mothers, honestly. Can I say something, Nick? Interject? If if you give me permission. I don't believe it. And society. The government did it too. I'm not opposed to consent. I'm, wait, I'm, I'm just, Go ahead, I'm it. not finished though. Okay. I think a lot of it. Is this mine? Yes. Because I ain't sucking in the I took some I water sure. and put it in my okay. cup. I think also, to piggyback off of what you said, it is 
It is women. Because women allow this to happen. Mm -hmm. I think we get so fixated on, I'm going to say women slash society. Government first, then us for embedding and leading that. Because we get so fixated on the societal pressure of we have to, we have to have a man. We have to have a man. We have to have do. kids. We we have to do this by a certain age. If we don't, because our eggs are shrink, are shriveling up. And if we, you know, turn forty and we ain't got no kids, then something is wrong with us. I don't think that. I don't think that. That's okay, that's society. society. That's a societal. Question. I'm not here to advocate on behalf of society. You can't really speak to society. Y'all not want to hear me as an individual. And what, what about me as an individual? But I'm not finished talking either. I'm just saying. See, this this is part of the problem. It is. You you just talking and not listening. Maybe because as an African American man, anyway, I'm, I'm used to so, being seen as a grouping versus as an individual. But you're being defensive. No, actually, that's how you perceive me as being because you don't know me as an individual. Do you know you're really an African American man? Have you gotten your ancestry doc? I'm sorry. Let's let, yeah. Let's say it. See, let's say he's, it again. he's doing it again. Melody, okay, So on the fault. So. I, I think that the societal pressure and then us as women, we feel like since the pickings are already the record, slim. The camera's going to agree with me. I just want y'all to know that. Those men the, that they tried to give him some time back. The, the, um, Zoloff, Respital, her, uh, he some other. probably other. should have stayed on him a little longer. And I'm 35 years old. He I admit I'm 13. I can have an IQ of 132, 135. Jason. I'm just saying. Go ahead. I know who I'm talking to. I'm playing to the camera. It's okay. I don't care. So, <laughs> pity party ends now. No, it's not. Actually, uh, I'm a well-accomplished individual. Go ahead. Do what you do. I'm going to look good. You see the people that I'm associated with. Go ahead. I appreciate the massage. That the societal pressure. That feels good. Along with. Go ahead. Respectfully. Go ahead. That feels good. Oh, my gosh. Your hands are so I just, warm. Just want to get this done. I need out. that womanly touch. Go ahead. The societal pressure, <sighs> along with us as, and I'm gonna, not all women, but the majority of women, we, the the pickings are slim, and we. Oh, cause they all want me. I'm and, sorry. I'm, see, <laughs> individual perspective. The pickings are slim, and. Well, who wants you for your soul? We. That's what I'm saying. That's we start. And not for that booty. Can't. I'm sorry, because I'm see, being more see, like see, him. He rubbing see right there, there. It's the You're energy. Both beautiful, intelligent, educated women, right? You advocate on behalf of your bottom half. She behalf. No, you advocate on. I've never mentioned my bottom did, half today. Did I mention my booty? She, you put your booty in the I camera like twelve it. times. You oh, put your booty in the camera twelve times, man. Excuse me. Play it back. Go ahead. Go Run ahead. it back. Black it's not true. Black go people. It's good discussion. Black people. She keeps us balanced. That we take anything, I'm not saying all women, but unfortunately, the women that do take anything that comes our way. Okay. That way. That <laughs> they accept these men that cheat, that treat them like shit, that want to be the side piece and okay with it. Yes. Um, that accept, the, you know, all this bullshit. I'm not a cheater. And then when they come across. Think you can hate Queen your way to my draws. Right. No. And if, get a, and if I, I get and if I get one more, hey beautiful or uh, hey good, queen, hey queen, bitch, I already know I'm a queen. I already know I'm beautiful. Thank you. you come, are. come, come you better. Are, you are, you are beautiful, undeniably beautiful. How about good morning, intelligent woman? 
Hey, if I don't talk to me if your intentions not pure. Exactly. If I if I show you my daughter, my text message to my oldest daughter who's sixteen, I say beautiful black intelligent black black woman. But you know that's a good thing about judging people based on the surface though. That's a good thing about judging people based on the surface. Did I tell you we're like we talked about that earlier? We do judge people based off surface Sorry, because we are human beings. I don't need you, so I don't have to submit to you. I appreciate your massaging. Your hands are very warm. You make me feel so good. Don't mind his bitter. Whatever but, you say about me, the camera's watching. But basically, I'm what I'm, what I'm, be that nigga, so it don't matter. Basically, the what I'm trying to get this. out is that as women, we don't have to accept these lower, these scumbag, these scumbag men that come our way. That scumbag. we are better. Would you pay a fucking attention? That, Excuse me, sir. That we are better Bad than nigga. this, and we are queens. You are. We are powerful. Empress. We are intelligent. Rules yes. and shit. We rule okay. shit. We rule the world like being. To a man who submits to God. Well, you really God, y'all don't even submit to God. I submit to God. Well, every all day, women, that's my word. All these women who's talking about submit to God is fucking me and sucking my dick, huh? and I don't think that's a line with God. Whoa! I'm sorry. Twelve year old is in here, sir. King David was twelve when he started getting hit calling. No disrespect. But you know what? It's good to feel him. There's a twelve-year-old in our audience of two. But y'all just and... y'all talking about twelve-year-old. Y'all just been disrespecting. Well, y'all been minim- categorizing men as a general for like fucking ten minutes. Oh my god! No. We blamed women for everything that's wrong with men, and you I still never did. I never did. I never did. I try to advocate on behalf of humanness, and y'all just shut me out because whatever reason, I don't know. Are you really doing this right now? No, because you just keep interrupting. (laughs) I am who I am. All because we wanted him to listen to the perspective that he responds to first. I don't. Maybe we should make assumptions. Go ahead, Liz. So, bottom line, I I want to say, men here in St. Louis, you know. I honestly don't think there is... So when you was at Alabama, how was your experience? Can I finish? I don't think there are any men available here for me in St. Louis, to be honest. The men you think are available for your wife? If you could prove me wrong, hit me up. Hit her up, please, in my DM. Wink, wink. Very beautiful, attractive woman. Yes. She's very beautiful, attractive, intelligent. Intelligent. Yeah, mm-hmm. down to earth. Down to earth. Open minded. Despite what this podcast is showcasing, she's very intelligent. Down I don't. Down. He's bitter. Let's yeah, he I'm is. bitter. Well, you just taste me and you see that I'm sweeter than you think. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> He's a solid bitch. Hit me kid. up. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and hit Leah's up, too. I believe that there there's a man here for me. Um, I think that I had to get to a place, though. See, that'd be another thing, too. Like, I wasn't in the place to be able to even be real. Like, I thought I was. Like, but it was just a lot of things. And I had to take the lessons in dating. Dating now is different. I was married in a relationship for 10 years and and married for five with the same person from I was 19 to 30. Went through domestic abuse and all kind of other things. So when I got back into the dating scene, it was different. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the hell? Everything is shorter. Everything is faster. Everything, you know what I'm saying, is just different. Um, with the world of social media, sex is always readily available. So it's yes. always this heightened um, uh, mental thing in a man's mind to be for women to be more visual, appealing, visually appealing. You and know, dating apps and things like that. You got dating apps and all that stuff. So right. I had to learn in dating that there's certain things and things that you have to do. Like you can't just put all your eggs in one basket. That's what I was doing. Like okay. I meet somebody today, I talk to him on the phone, and I'd be like, okay, let all my holes go. My roster went down, and I'm all everything hyper hyper focused on this one person. That's not how you date. Okay. Date, you get to know people. You let Jason let you listen, let him listen to you so that he can respond when you're done. 
um, and all of those things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to really get out there and see what's out there and don't give too much too fast. And yeah. that goes for your energy. That goes for your body. That goes for everything. Like, really get to know. Because once that representative leaves, that's when you see the real person. Mm-hmm. That we 90 days is real as hell. We all got shortcomings. Now, 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 he may not want to be a Shortcomings. Now, 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 as humans. Some of us uh, have. But the thing about it is... uh. Earl, you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. Um, for the three years you he know... He called him back up. No, no, no. People have to keep me have my character. For three years prior to me going through the wars, what did I always speak on besides me doing comedy? It was about my wife and my kids, right? You sure? That's true. For three straight years. And I mean it out of town. I'm around the country. What? Was that something... I'm saying direct- I'm from... I'm from I, the look well, you gave me made me well, feel like well, that was something that was directed well, at me. I'm what trying I'm saying to is... I travel the country. Do I? Do I not? And I don't commit very easily, do I? And this man has proven himself to me time and time again. I don't commit very easily. The thing about it is, it's like everybody has their own personality mm-hmm. and their own reason for the, how they are. But I was about here about my, even though we hate to use the word typically, it's about my business, right? Are you sure? You say you're positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anybody that you ask about me is going to say, Jason Nelson has always been about his business. So what I'm saying is, just like you want me to hear you out as an individual, I'm just saying that other men, as well, besides myself, want to be here out as an individual. Though I can understand from a pattern perspective, because I believe we've been conditioned to see each other in a negative light. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I would have known you, Probably when I was like 18, 19, I probably couldn't appreciate who you were attempting to be or who you were evolving to be. Mm-hmm. And you guys respected walks of life. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't who I am today. Confident, um, more aggressive, in that force being bold. That's about the evolution of life, right? But yeah, so, like, so what I'm saying is, I'm not saying in, don't. I'm in not, their 30s and 40s, you but still I'm, can't I'm, appreciate I'm not, this. Right, right. I'm not saying don't give your mind and your body up to any and every individual. Now, me, I'm in a stage in my life where I just don't give a fuck because I learned that I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. This man handed me, like, damn near $400 cash because he seen me drive back and forth between two cities and always in the negative red. So there's a lot of shit motherfuckers don't know about me. Jason Nelson fucks on front of the LC. But I put my money where my mouth is. So what it is, even the motherfuckers who you think fuck with me don't fuck with me as much as you think they are. But I always give them more than I receive. Now, that's for those who can comprehend that. So outside of that is, everybody is in cookie cutter. So it's just like you don't want me to assume you all as females, just like you guys got different attributes. Like to me, you guys are equal in value. You just have different things. Now, from an external perspective, you're both are very equally beautiful, intelligent women. You may more, you may be built different. I mean, you got, you got some ass too, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> She's more bottom heavy, but that's just from the... mentions my bottom half one more time. You mentioned it numerous times before I did. Did I not, am I lying? My name Bennett, I ain't in it. Okay, I understand. I'm not mad at it. But the thing about it is, it's saying that, it's saying is I didn't acknowledge it. So even when I introduce you people, I acknowledge the organizational, societal perspective. And even when I talk to you about her, what I what I mentioned, just mention it. 
Uh, about your spirituality and your crystals and sage and and all what that else? Jazz. It's a, uh, maybe you don't remember what else I mentioned. I don't know. I was. I was well, I mentioned her, her personal adversities. How oh she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your personal adverse, adversities and how we had like similar backgrounds. Okay. With, yeah. And then when I mentioned the elf lives, what did I mention? Good people. Yeah, good people. Supportive good vibes. People. Supportive, like black mm-hmm. supporting other black community. Folks. Yeah, alignment, inclusion. And I don't want you to take these perspectives that I have and make it seem as if I'm I don't saying think that everyone way. should think the same, right? What I'm saying is okay in dating, in life, in your career, in whatever, you have to be the energy that you want to attract. Because so energy you, is what? Everything. So it, it, Which it, is the it, logo it, of your, your slogan MC of your... Swear, baby. And that's, we've been saying that everything on the other side of everything But your slogan energy. of your company is what? Everything is energy. Yeah. Everything is energy. Nubian Stone LLC. Everything is energy. So what you want, you have to be what you want to attract. You know what well, I'm saying? So if you want, if you want a, another marriage and you want it to be successful and you want to be this, you have to be that in your energy towards women, towards relationships. That has to be your perspectives. If that ain't what you want, then that ain't the energy that you're going to give off. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm speaking from a perspective of what I want. I want to be married again. I I've, been, I've seen both sides. I respect I've been, Can you what? I, I, I would love to Go ahead. Okay. We'd love to have a live studio yeah, audience one day. Come on, come over, introduce yourself. Look at us getting an audience. We had a sponsorship with the food. Oh, and everything. Sh- we just moving up. Oh shit. I'm here I'm the daughter ruler here at Key West. And I'm just sitting back enjoying this conversation. When we talk about interpersonal relationship, mm-hmm. energy is important. One of the biggest issues is from the women's side, women are attracted to certain things physically, but what they want in a man, that's like the woman that want a bad guy, bad, bad boy, the goon, we're attracted to that image, but we want someone that's going to love us, cuddle us, you know, Protect be that. Us man that role model but the imagery and the desire don't match see so it's unbalanced are you so, saying that you speak and you say women but I mean men well, well, that, already, let's, 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 let's hear my I'm, 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 I'm gonna get to the men's side in that relationship when we start looking our desires and what we want should match what we're attracted to kind of sort of you know so you can't want a banana that mm-hmm. taste feel like a banana, but you bite into an apple. It don't it don't match or or orange. Men are pretty much the same way. We are more visual. Mm-hmm. See, when a man see you, we can look at you, and there's a certain thing that we automatically say, "I want to get to know her, probably date her." Uh, oh, she cool to hang out with a friend. She's a toy, sex toy, you know, that's, hey, somebody just want to bump it, you know, and that's all it's going to be, or I ain't fucking with it. So, so we mentally categorize what we see. So for us, how a woman dress, how she talk and how she present herself automatically slides you into a category for us mentally. So if you're someone that, you know, you sexy, classy, ain't happy meal, trashy, then we know that when we step you, we gotta bring a different game plan. Mm-hmm. But if all your stuff is out, you know, you're talking like 
no roundaway Sally. We're gonna treat you like a roundaway mm -hmm. Sally. So we have to get these understand because our energy and everything else, that's cool. We're gonna attract what we attract, but our conversation, our packaging is going to dictate what we attract. You know, so we, we have to be in tune on that. Uh, women, y'all dictate. See, because when uh, uh, MC Light started, I need a roughneck, gotta get a roughneck. Mm -hmm. The women started screaming at, I want my man in Timberland. Before then, it was, I want my man to dress like a man, you know, a suit, you know, neat beard and whatnot. I want him to have a job. Mm -hmm. Women drive the culture. Mm -hmm. Women drive the men because if women start saying, oh, dude, you got your pants sagging, you ain't working, this, that, and other, pump the brakes on it, tell him he need to go find him another man that's, that's like that. He's going to clean himself up. That's why I said earlier, the mm -hmm. women, it's, it's us. The women, we, we have you, a lot in navigating and being able to control you, you, how things can and I, people can I something? Y'all drive like when I everything I learned about interacting with women, even though like now at this point I've been off the porch, I've been exposed to a lot of things. Um, but initially, all my interactions by women been taught to me by females. I didn't grow up around women, uh, men who told me like, "I'll oh, do this to a woman." Everything I learned about interacting with women came from a woman. I can't I can't tell you how to feel about yourself or how to think. You know what I'm saying? I can't say that women, for the most part, have made an effort to be supportive to me as an individual. But then I believe we all seeking people to help fill a void in our own way. And I'm saying, what I'm saying is, adding on to what he's saying is, I'm a human. You know what I'm saying? When I say that I got like trust issues, it ain't because of women. It's because that goes back to some of my personal experience. It ain't got nothing to do with show like what you've been through. Right. Growing I up. never felt when I when I when I think of trust, it's about protection. I never felt protected. That don't mean protecting of what though. Not only physically, mentally, and emotionally, mm -hmm. people who advocate on my behalf who stuck with me no matter what. So that's why I take people through the ringer. Cause I'm like, who gonna stand next to me, no matter how bad I look? That's me individually. See, that's 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 different in 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 a, a friend or buddy. See, because one of the things we have to understand is we can be friends for years, but there are very few people that's gonna transcend from being friends to being a brother. Because what makes you brother or sister is when you go through. Like, I really do believe that everybody is different and we, we were born to be like if, if we were supposed to be robots and we were all supposed to be the same we wouldn't have been created differently now I know you ain't gonna do you want to but where do you uh, associate your initial point of unhappiness with where did it start I think um, my initial point of unhappiness started with trying to please motherfuckers well, right not like in the sense of was it where you was a kid yeah, which is where I was born. Um, and when I say motherfuckers, I mean people in general, but sp more specifically growing up. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the things so that who we you go around through, growing up, though? A lot of the things that we go through are definitely um, a result of our upbringing. And I grew up in a confused... I, I would say it's, it was kind of confusing because I grew up in, in things that people don't really talk about as issues. Like, my daddy was in my life, his whole life, my whole life. You know what I'm saying? But he was addicted to drugs. 
but he was also a provider. So I grew up with a functioning addict in my home. You know what I'm saying? So that brought a whole lot of other things. And my mom was, at one point, addicted to gambling. So I had two addicts growing up in my house. So I couldn't say, like, oh, I ain't got no mama. Or my mama ain't there for me. No, mm-hmm. she heard. Like, I got one, but she's, like, kind of fucked up right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, and not that you're judging her, but what? No, from your from your, because, from your small, from your world, you grow what up, did you when want? When we grow up, we feel like our parents are, like, these superhumans. Yeah. But it's not until you're an adult. That you realize, like, ain't no handbook for this shit. You know no, what I'm saying? No, no, no. Like, it ain't, it ain't none of that. Like, adulting sucks. everything, adulting sucks. You realize that shit. Like, ain't no handbook. So my parents were doing a lot of things that they were, that they, they saw being done and what they felt was right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes you evaluate your own shit. Like, who am I? What am I doing? Like, what kind of parent do I want to be? Like, what? Now, so that's after, what it was. Asking that though, now we're able to acknowledge and be empathetic towards them being human. But what did you believe you wanted to see and feel that would that you identified as should have been happiness for you as a kid? Oh, can you rephrase that? So, okay, you said what made you unhappy or the things that could influence why you weren't happy. And not because we're judging or knocking anybody. What would have made you happy between your mother and father? So, I didn't have, like, the worst childhood. So, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, man. No, no, the, the, we don't right? But... In that sense, um, what could have made it better was more... What would have made you happy? More transparency, I think. Um, more openness in conversation. The ability to explore uh, different varying views and thoughts. Um, and having somebody, I think, if my parents held my hand a little more. Because even now, I still struggle with this in my life. Now, like, I've always seemed to have it together, right? Like, I was always good in school. I never had to study, right? I had straight A's. Graduated with 3.8 GPA. Went to college. Uh, graduated number five out of 400 and something people. Yeah. Right. So I had these things, but when it was time for like stuff like the FAFSA and I did it wrong, like my parents weren't there to hold my hand because they felt like, oh, she got it type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. I never really got that, um, that nurturing kind of feel because I always was highly intelligent. Even little, they deemed me as gifted, right? So yeah. my parents always felt like I could navigate through things on my own. And so, so even like you'll be okay. Day, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still stuck in that, in that same thing. Like, people look at me and view me like, oh, she got it all together. She don't need nothing. She don't need no help. So, it's like, I feel oftentimes alone. It almost feels like nobody cares. Not that they don't care, but they don't know how to help me. But because I mean, I like, beyond, beyond your like, understanding. I can't say it like they don't want to. Yeah. But I think that I even meet aid to it by having this appearance or this thing that I have it all together. It makes people, like, apprehensive on even helping, even if they want to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what happened with my car the other day? My car was involved in a hit-and-run accident. And I noticed that people would know, but maybe they won't say anything, or maybe they won't offer to help. And it's not something that I should they take personal, that they, but they feel like... It. You'll right, find a way to take care of She handled her shit like, man, she good. You know what I'm saying? And some people will reach out and some won't, but that goes back into their subjectivity. Now, with that, that maybe everybody, everybody always assumes that you all, because of the way you may appear to them. Mm-hmm. Because the, you know, like to, in your world, you know you just human. When they were, they're like, this woman is an awesome, strong superhero, and she gets yeah. everything done. Yeah. So they, in their mind, you probably already have a backup plan for your backup plan for your backup plan. And if you wanted something from them, you would just ask them. Yep, yeah. and that's how a lot of people feel. And you, you feel like, like even that's a that's a that's a good thought to believe that they believe if you wanted something from them, you would ask them. You would open your mouth and say, hey, can you help me out? They just assume that if you really need something, they, I'm saying something. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is. For you to feel cared for, at least, like even if no, no, I'm gonna say focus. 
So in order for you to feel cared for, you want people to at least check on you and ask you, do you need anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm big on, I, I say transparency a lot, but there's another component to transparency that a lot of people don't talk about, and that's being forthcoming, right? And so it's, it's that whole thing about, well, I didn't, I didn't tell you because you didn't ask me, right? And so it, it, one person would interpret that as you lying, while the other person was just saying, are oh, you not transparent? But in order for me to think that you're a transparent type of person, you have to be forthcoming. And that means coming, bringing it to me or saying it or whatever before I have to inquire type of thing. It's, it almost goes into my mind of servitude because I grew up being a server too. Like I served um, in restaurants a lot. And they would teach us that you meet the need before they ask. So like if you see the glasses half full, you would just go up with the water and attempt to fill it instead of saying, wait until it's gone and they ask you. Pray for that annoys me when they do that. When I'm eating, I don't want to be bothered. I'm the same way. Yeah, not even bothered though. It's not. But a I'm thing. saying I'm not saying wrong. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, like, it's not like you being like you bothering me. Yeah, like just let me chill wait until I do this. Yeah, I'll let you know right. if I want some more water. Right, but that's the thing. Like I said, you don't ask them. You just go to. You see that the water, like right now, your wine is on. If this was water, I okay, maybe wait. with the wine. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's the thing. <laughs> right, right. Up that water. Bring the wine. Well, yeah, bitch. Well, based money. on my budget, I'm like, no, it's good to ask. Me that's still. money. That's money. But if it's water, like that's just one of those little aspects to me that means something to me. Like it don't have to mean something to everybody else, but mm-hmm. to me, it means something that if you see I'm low in an area, that you come to me and be like, damn, you need some help with that instead of me having to go. Like motherfucker, you see me struggling. You know what I'm saying? Which like, why, gonna like, let me drown. Influence like not only your your um business, but your also additional endeavors which you service in the community. Because you see something that needs to be done. You ain't got to be asked to do it. You're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Which is why, because you know that about yourself, now it makes sense why you got to protect yourself because you know you have a tendency just to jump in and fulfill a need. And then in the same breath, you don't, you know for a fact most people you're around are not willing to jump in to fulfill a need. Mm-hmm. Not because they're not capable, but no. they're not willing, they're not, they're just not thinking. They're not thinking, cognizant. Or they're not thinking the way, basically they're not mm-hmm. thinking the way you think it. Right. And that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And, but that's the cost of being a superhero. Yeah. That's the fucked up part is. It is. It's a, that's the cost of being a superhero. Shout out to uh, was Bruce Franks. Whatever. Bruce Franks. Oops in the building. You know what okay. I'm saying? But that's the cost of being a superhero. It's called the superhero syndrome. Well, it's just that you save everybody else. But who the fuck saves you? Mm-hmm. Even when you look at uh, Spider Superman, occasionally Lois Lane will show up. But she didn't even know she was fucking saving Clint Clark for the longest time. Or Clark Kent. Clark Kent. But our Spider Man had. Uh, you mean Superman? Yeah, but I'm talking Spider Man had with Mary Jane, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's to help him. So it's like a lot of times a motherfucker who's helping other people, if they don't have anybody helping them, and even within relationships, that I'm hearing about you may get in a relationship with somebody else who feels and thinks the same way you do. So therefore, we looking at our partner like, man, I finally got somebody who got my back, mm-hmm. and then they looking at us like, I finally got somebody who got my back. But what we do, we continue to do what we believe is best, knowing they're going to pick up the slack, and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. And that becomes stressful and overwhelming. Because that's what we've been in search of. I mean, that, this is a thought that came to my mind. It's like, even thinking about my previous relationships that didn't work out, like, I can see why some of them, well, I only had two committed relationships in my 36 years of life. Um, and I was married twice. But they probably felt taken for granted by me. Because in their mind, they always think about other people. And then I'm thinking, I'm taking it for granted by them. Because in my mind, I'm always thinking about other people. But I'm not thinking about myself. And then my partner is an extension of myself. But I'm not treating it as such. 
So maybe I'm saying like even when you're hearing you, that's what I'm hearing. And then people could think that you're making it all about you, but within your heart, you're not. You're just trying to be seen and heard. Like, look, I got needs too. I got feelings too. While at the same time, you also condition and say, okay, I can be pretty. I can be smart. I do good things, but I'm still down to earth. I'm not judging. You know what I'm saying? It's too many fucking layers to your mind, which then brings you back to your spiritual aspect. Like when I do this, this at least calms my soul. You know, beyond the logical, but within my soul, it calms it down when I light the sage and the lavender and the stones to give me something to contract on right. besides folks on the rest of the world. But what you might desire beyond that is actual human contact. Now, we had substitutes in our life, whether it's sex, relationships, texting, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. But what you really want is somebody, and I'm not trying to put my will on, but I'm trying to model for you. Like you want somebody to go like this. Yeah. You gotta be the model. Because you're in the middle. But you want somebody to hold you. Yeah, see? It's not wrong with As I'm learning. But you want somebody you know to hold you. But go ahead. Don't say it. Wait, you know what, though? You really like, get away from me. I, that's why I ain't get cute this time. I ain't cute the first time. I ain't get cute this time. I'm like, you don't like me. You like her, man. No, but you I ain't hating, it. but I don't care. It's. I, 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 I want to point. I want. I put oil in my hair for you, girl. Appreciate it, boo. Um, I don't like girls, but it's something that's as a single person, because I've been single for seven years. Um, I mean, like, you know, them type of relationships, but it still was like cold relationships. It's like, all right, we do what we do, and then that's it. You know, nothing in between. You said, do what we do, what does that mean? We fuck and you leave. With the, you know, since you've been in a committed relationship, but when you was in a, or when you was a committed relationship, it was like they fuck and they leave. No, in a committed relationship, we're in a committed relationship. Like She's saying she's been casually. Oh, okay, having her moments. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and even that during the seven years was kind of few and far between. So even just. The hugging, that was weird to me because I don't have those type of connections with people, like physical contact. So what you say when somebody was trying to, when your partner tried to hug you, you feel, I... Like, if I was in a relationship right now today and he would come in for a hug, that would feel odd to me because it hasn't happened in a long time. But even before, you when you said a long time since you were last in a relationship, mm-hmm. but how was your... Uh, relationship and associated with touch before then was hugging a good thing for you was touch a good thing i mean if i do like a casual I'm talking about growing up was was touching oh a good thing? yeah like okay. my mom would hug me and my dad would and when they hug you what did it make you feel good because those are my parents that's what they're supposed to do no no i'm saying but but hugging for you was a good thing yeah and touch was for the most part touch was a good thing yeah oh. do you believe that you probably related now with with relationships only and that you probably had some like tough relationships and now touch and hugging feels different i think so because my relationships have not always been the best Mm -hmm. like romantic relationships so um i can really just literally count on one hand having maybe one or two good relationships now, I don't, want, I don't want to ask you how relationship being. No, 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 no. But the no, thing no, about no. it is, I'm saying, like, what made them bad to you? 
Oh, because they were like super toxic. On both sides or? It would. I would say on both sides because I'm taking the things that they are throwing at me. Mm. You know, like as far as the way that they would treat me, I would accept those things. So I was, you know, like enabling those toxic behaviors. So why do you feel like, did you feel like you could, why did you, where did you learn to accept that? I I think that was part of like just upbringing. So who? It's learned. Don't say, but who took it? Well, who took it? What you mean? Who in front of your face took disrespect? Um, me. But I mean, before you, who did you watch take disrespect? I didn't watch it from anybody. So your mother always respected your dad, your dad always respected your mother? Mm Mm-hmm. And they always was able to... Well, he passed. But I mean, like, like, well, did your mom always get respect from all the men and women and people she was around? As far as what I've seen, yeah. I'm not saying it sounds like our learned behaviors um, are from people that she, that hurt her in her relationships. So is that where it started from? Now, did you try to treat them the best way that did you try to treat them the way you thought you want to be treated? Yeah, oh, okay, like I okay. always have that mentality: treat others as you want to be treated. So, so for you, the parent thing was cool, but you saying like for the men that you try to treat them the way you want to be treated? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I'm listening. yeah. And then I wouldn't get that in return. Okay. But I mean, honestly, it goes deeper than that. I ain't gonna and then, and then when you snap, though, what they may be confused. But when you snap, is it because you feel like after a while you felt unappreciated? Mm-hmm. And then that's when, but once you cross that that line, it's hard for you to come back to who you was. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you just move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, I just cut them off. Because you feel like they won't be able to love you and see you in the same way. Or you just lose hope for them. Lose hope and then feel betrayed. Because it's like, I done gave you a big part of me. Yeah. And then you betrayed that time and time again. I've forgiven you. We've had conversations. You said you were going to change. I'm not seeing these changes. And then this person may have done the ultimate thing that just was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And then I'm just done. Yeah. But... For them, it may seem sudden, but for you, it was building up for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, you, do you continue to attract similar type of men over and over again, though? Internally, not externally. Uh, Internally, yeah. Which, what three traits do you think they have the most? Without usually, like, just talk to or whatever. Like, what three particular... It'll be like, they have potential. Like, I see potential in them. Um, or they have that nice guy mentality. You know, like they come off as a nice guy, but once you get to know them, they're not really nice. Are they not nice because they're mean? Or are they in an evil? Or is not nice because they don't know how to be nice? I don't think it's neither. I think they just are manipulative. Hmm. They use the niceness as a manipulation tool. Putting up their front. Mm-hmm. For real, like that whole 90 days, when people be like, you should date for 90 days or whatever has happened over the decades when they say wait i really do believe that that is some truth to that because after dating now you know after being in a relationship for so long 
I'm like, you really something happens after the 90 day mark with people. Like they can't. It's like they can't hold. Yeah. For more than that 90 days, so that's like to me have become super important. Like it's like they really show their true colors. Cause I made their mistakes. Like I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say especially like after you've been intimate with them after you. It's like once you become intimate, then you really see that guy's true colors. Like you see how. Like that manipulation turns up to a thousand. Now, with that, like how y'all feel about once a man have sex, you see his true colors. What they do say, man, before you do anything, gonna jerk off, do this. Cause like before we nut, some of us we just be fucking blinded. And then what it is, we nut. We're like, it's not that we think less. The one we like, I'm not sure because it's fear, which leads into why men are protective. You don't know how much that woman really loves you until you don't have shit. No, it don't even be that. No, it I'm, just I'm be not, like no, no, they become possessive. But I'm or... saying whatever it is, you don't know how motherfucker feels. Like you said, you don't know how that man feels after you have sex. You don't know how that woman feels until you don't have shit. I believe that too. You know, I've heard yeah. a lot of men say that too. And, and I'm not saying it's bad. Like the whole I'm... meme that's going around like a, you, a, woman, a man who don't have money won't be loved right or something like that. Like... All of that kind of stuff. Now, people can follow potential. So, the fear is this. What it is like, you all, we all human. Mm-hmm. You know, you gain weight, you lose weight, you have moments, you feel bloated, you got, y'all off camera, y'all burping and shit like this. I burp right now. <laughs> but the thing about it is, you right. see, it's a talent. So, what I'm saying is, your belief is you want somebody to love you for who you are. Even if you, if, if you never lose five more pounds, then you gain 10. Can somebody love you? Right? So, I think the equivalent is saying is, what if I never become a millionaire? What if I never become successful in the eyes of the world? Can you still love me? Can you still be proud of me and not live walk around with shame? So, I'm saying like, by hearing y'all, I'm hearing y'all feel similar to how I feel, but we just have different measuring points. So, you all know like, we want pussy, right? The fuck, we want dick suck, we want this, we want somebody to stroke our ego, whatever. But before you give us that, we got to prove to y'all that we're worth it. The crazy part is, because we're human, we're all going to fall short, right? And then, the, all another thing is, so, like, so women, we like, well, if I commit to her, she's going to be around me, I ain't got shit, she's going to still be this, she's going to still do that. But it's like, I'm not looking at your soul. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't saying, like, how do you feel spiritually within yourself? Are you Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because if you get like cancer in your vagina, or I let's say my bad habits affecting my erection, that's, that happens. Which is why I start drinking more water and eat more fruits and vegetables. I'm like, you know what? I'm too young for this shit. But then again, I find out from other men I'm right on point. But mm-hmm. I'm saying like, but I think that if I, you take away that from me, then can you still love me? Can you still not be frustrated? Not can you? I mean, we know people are gonna be angry and hurt. But I'm talking about some men and women are around people who just make them feel like they don't give a fuck about them at all. Like, I'm just like, you the worst decision I ever made. Mm-hmm. And you be knowing shit about that motherfucker. You like, and I'm the worst. You know what I'm saying? Just like, I'm saying it can go both ways. I'm saying like, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Is it here? At that point in time, you would be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish you had the camera on your face. You said that. Like, you should. No, you had to see what I saw. You like, <laughs> But I think that ties into like the main topic, which mm-hmm. is miscommunication between genders. Mm-hmm. So I want a parking lot that 
And I want to go into, um, we'll take a quick break (laughs) and when we come back, we will go, we will talk about this T.I. controversy regarding his daughter's hymen. So this will be interesting. We'll be back. (laughs) 